Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm Ari Mizell. And I'm Nick Sonnenberg. And today our guest is Justin Stenstrom, who is the founder of the Elite Man Magazine, the Elite Man Podcast, and the Elite Man Conference. So, Justin, thank you for taking the time from being elite to talk to us. <laughs> All right, Nick, thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So how did you get started with, I'm assuming the magazine came first. Yeah, yeah. The, the magazine uh, came about three, three years ago or so now. Um, I had a couple little blogs before then. Um, but it, it all started with me sort of as my transformational period back when I was like 18, 19 years old, going through all this stuff and uh, learning how to get confidence and overcome some of my anxiety and depression problems and um, even my dating problems. With, like, I couldn't attract a girl to save, you know, to save my life. I didn't have any dates at all through high school. And, um, you know, once I figured that stuff out, I started helping some friends out. Um, I started helping some, uh, I w- went to like meetup groups and stuff, started coaching some people there for free and then slowly transitioned into, you know, the blogging and then the website that I followed. I mean, cover all sorts of topics now, like, like I mentioned. Okay. So, so back up for a second, cause you glossed over that way too quickly. You're like, once I, figured out, <laughs> yeah. I so what do you mean once you figured that out? Uh, well, it took years of, uh, well, it took months to see change, but it took years to really get good at this stuff. Like um, panic attacks, for instance, I got three to four panic attacks a week for like a six to seventh month period. And if anyone has ever had something like that, it's like the worst feeling you could ever have. It's, um, racing thoughts in your mind, like thoughts you can't get a, a hold of it's sweaty palms. It's, it's your heart pounding out of your chest. Um, all these incredible bad sensations at once. That's like a panic attack. And for someone who's getting that multiple times a week, it can be crippling. And so I went down like a a whole process of just doing research, like looking up things online, testing things, trying things, getting programs, uh, looking up guys like Tony Robbins, Eckhart Tolle, you know, just um, major like self-help legends and just picking, picking their brains for everything they had to to figure out these issues in my life. Because at one point I was, it was so bad that I was actually suicidal and you know, for anyone who's ever had that, I mean, I was thinking about suicide. Like, I don't, I didn't ever actually attempt it, but I was thinking about it all the time. For anyone who was ever in that position, they know just how bad things can get. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I got myself out of this hole and, 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 and figured out how to stop my panic attacks and figuring out how to stop worrying all the time. And then going out and, and meeting people and actually getting friends and socializing and doing things like that, that I was able to, to learn and really get a hold of these problems. And then, like I said, a couple of years uh, down the road, I started helping other guys out with problems like that, like dating problems, uh, self-confidence issues, self-esteem issues, things like that. So what was the root cause of the panic attack? Um, to be honest, I still don't know what the exact cause of it right now is, but I can take some guesses as to um, you know, why I was getting them. I think, I think I was getting them just because, like I mentioned, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have any dating life. You know, you're at a period in your life when you're 17, 18 years old. Um, where you're getting, we're going out on dates all the time, where you're hanging out with buddies, where you're going to parties. Um, as it turns out, I did none of those things. I was sitting at home every Friday and Saturday night with nothing to do by myself, bored, wondering where I was going with my life. Like I had no, I, I wasn't going to college. I wasn't going to, you know, I didn't have anything lined up for me and I didn't have any friends to share it with. And I was just very isolated. And I think 
it all just kind of hit me one day. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm a loser. Like, I have nothing going for me. And from that point forward, for like the next couple of years, I really dealt with like this depression of like thinking about like thinking to myself, like I had nothing going for me. Like, what am I even doing here? Yeah. Well, and and so I don't know if you remember even necessarily, but what was the sort of first element that you started to get under control? Was it a relationship? Was it friends? Was it, uh, I, I don't know, you know, like what was the first thing that, that maybe was like that 80, 20 that had the biggest impact? The biggest thing is, is the anxiety, like the panic attacks. That's the thing I had to focus on first, because before you can sort of tackle any of your other issues uh, with confidence or self-esteem or getting dates, any of that stuff. I mean, that's all secondary to your, um, to, to your mental health, like what, what you're thinking throughout the day. So I knew that that was the most important thing because it was taking over my life and taking control of things that were happening in my life. Like I had no control of anything. And I knew that that was the most important thing. So I I tackled that first. And once I had that under control, once I stopped these anxieties and fears that I was getting, um, panic attacks, I was able to really take the next step and start focusing on things like the depression or the self-esteem or the confidence issues that I had. And then from there, obviously it was like dating and such. How did you tackle though the, um, the panic attacks? If you, I mean, even to this day, don't know what was causing it. Like how do you tackle uh, an issue that you don't know what the cause of it is? It's a good question, but I don't think I, I tackled necessarily um, why I was getting them. I just tackled um, how to stop getting them. And so I, I figured that out and, and stopped the panic attacks because every single time I learned this process, um, and it's a combination of a number of things. And, and if you want, we can get into that a bit. But I, I've, I tackled this process, this little sort of formula that I used to end the panic attacks. And so anytime I was getting anxious, I ended the panic attack right away. So, I mean, people get anxious all the time. It's a normal sort of reaction. And um, we get stressed out throughout the day. And that's perfectly fine. But when it comes... Uh, to the point where that you can't control it or it's taking over your life, then it's a pro- it's it's a problem at that point. And so uh, I figured out how to stop them right away, and then I figured out how to also lower my anxiety as well, so I wasn't you know constantly anxious and worrying about things all the time. And uh, I was able to live my life just like free, like any person is. And I don't think any person knows you know the, the exact causes of everything that happens to them, but I think if they can get a control of things, even when things go bad, they can. can they can kind of step back in and, and take over um, and take control again. I think they're okay to kind of live their life the way they want to live it. Yeah. Okay. So now with the, the podcast, you've had some really cool guests on there. And, and when you, what is your focus on? Like when you're talking to like Sean Stevenson, for example, you know, what, what where's the, the focus of the conversation? Uh, yeah. So we have a good get, uh, guest list of different uh, podcast guests on the show and, uh, we, we basically cover everything under the sun as, as it relates to improving yourself. So with someone like Sean, I believe we covered um, insecurity because, I mean, Sean Stevenson's one of the wisest men, in, in my opinion, in the entire world. And I've been listening to him for years, too, as, as it turns out. Um, but someone like Sean, who's, who had a crippling disease uh, where he's only a couple feet tall, you know, two, three feet tall, and he has to, you know, he's in a wheelchair – um, a guy like that who can just overcome such incredible adversity in his life, he, anyone who, you know, just you, me, anybody else who's like a normal person by sort of average day standards um, is just going to be blown away by the fact that this guy has so much confidence in himself, so much charisma, so much energy and passion for life. 
that, you know, what the hell is our excuse if this guy can do it and, and this guy can be such a shining example of what to do. So in that particular episode, we covered how to get over uh, insecurities and love your life no matter who you are. Gotcha. Now, and tell us about the conference. Like what, what, what happens at the conferences? Uh, so the conference we had this past August was the first big conference we had for Elite Man. It was uh, the Elite Man Conference. And um, we had about... 30 expert speakers come and then about 70 to 80 people each day uh, in, in attendance. So we hope to double that next year, um, you know, and just big it, make it bigger and better and, and just kind of grow it from there. Uh, first one's always the toughest one to do. Obviously, it's just kind of, you know, semantics thing uh, of putting it together, logistics and all that stuff. And um, but but yeah, we cover all these topics. We have all these speakers come in, share their best um, sort of advice for our audience, our, our guys of our audience of men, and just give as much value in their presentation as possible. And then we have people, you know, you get to meet the speakers and hang out with them and sort of get this like, um, interaction with them that you can't get online or, you know, you can't get from watching their webinar or watching them on Facebook live. It's just like a whole nother level of, of learning from, from some of these top guys. Are you sort of doing this as a, on your own or do you have a team around you? Yeah, I got a small team. I got a couple assistants that work with me, and um, and we have a a couple of VAs and stuff that do our podcasts and stuff like that. So it's a small team. I mean, it's not a large business quite yet, but hopefully uh, later later down the road it'll be something huge. <laughs> Great. Well, and so then, and what about you and your own like work habits? You know, are you do you um, yeah, just like so, what are some of your 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 hacks to be able to be more productive? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I constantly battle, I think like everybody else or most people, um, battle with things like procrastination and, um, you know, how you can avoid that, be more productive. So, I mean, when I come on shows like this and and I, you know, I talk about procrastination, I, I usually have uh, a little formula, like a, a seven step formula I like to give. If you want, I can share that with you guys. All right. So just kind of quickly going through that, um, the first step in the process is to write out a schedule for the day. Like a lot of people um, just kind of wing it throughout the day. If you know, if you're, especially if you're a, an entrepreneur, online entrepreneur, you kind of, um, you know, wake up and you have a, an idea of what you want to do, but you kind of, you know, wing it. And if you get emails, you know, you check your emails. If you get a Facebook message, you check the message and et cetera. You kind of, you know, daddle, uh, you know, from one thing to the next. Um, but if you write out a schedule of all the things you want to cover, the essentials for the day, um, and kind of what times they're, they're in and you're way more productive this way. And I figured this out kind of uh, a couple of years ago, just when I was like realizing how much time I was wasting throughout the day, like stopping it for one task and then doing another task and trying to get back to it. And it's like, um, the, the sort of assembly line way of doing things is so much more efficient where you could stick to one thing, get it all done and then move on to the next thing. So that's step number one is write out a schedule and stick to it. Uh, the second thing is put aside time. Like you have your relaxing time and then you have your work time. And a lot of people um, like to sort of mix the two and uh, it slows them down overall as, as, as far as getting work done. So if, you, if you're looking to get, if you're looking to be a lot more productive, t- make sure you take your breaks. Like that's great. You, you need to take breaks to recharge up, um, take food, snack break, all that stuff or relaxing, just chilling, walking outside breaks. Those are perfectly... Um, good. But then when you're on work uh, mode, make sure you're 100% in work mode. Cut out all distractions and make sure you have the time to do the work. That's number two. Number three is avoid social media and cell phones. So when you're actually in your work mode, um, 
put your cell phone away, either put it on silent and flip it over or put it in another room. Just like leave it entirely out of your way uh, and out of your mind. And then also social media, like cut down um, the Facebook tab that you have open, shut off uh, the Instagram, you know, the, the Snapchat, all those things. It's just distracting. Unless you're on it for like a Facebook Live or making a post or something, um, you should totally avoid social media because it, it cuts into so much um, productivity that we have throughout the day. And it, it really is our probably our biggest distraction um, is social media. Well, number four is don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And this is a quote by uh, the philosopher Voltaire. And it, it also sort of um, it, I mean, it relates to our everyday kind of practices now because a lot of us are perfectionists. And I know I fall into this trap a lot of the time where I, I try to do everything and just make it as perfect as possible and, and go back to it and tweak it a million times and uh, rephrase things. Like if I'm shaping, you know, an article or a podcast or something, uh, you know, show notes for a podcast, uh, I'm, I'm rephrasing things or if I'm, I'm writing an email swipe out, um, I'm rephrasing things a million times over. And sometimes I let that, you know, get the better of me because if I have it, you know, in one shot or maybe in two shots, you know, I'll go over it one time. Um, it's probably as good as it's going to be at that point. I don't need to go over it a million more times. And uh, it just slows us down. When we try to be perfect. None of us is perfect. We never will be. Um, and I think the, the sooner we realize that, the more productive we can actually be. Um, Dr. Pierre Steele, by the way, a psychologist, did a lot of research on this. Um, and he says that 95% of us procrastinate. So this is something that we all face. This is something that we all kind of uh, have to get over in that in that regard. Uh, number five is get more passionate about what you're doing. So rather than getting you know tasks that um, you know your boss gives you and you just think it's you know an, an everyday task, or rather than doing something and you think it's kind of you know lame or worthless, think about the bigger picture. Like like what impact is the work that you're having going to have going to have on um, on you or someone else's live lives. Um, what, what is the, like, what is the true meaning of what, of what you're doing? Even if it's a blog post, even if it's an email swipe, even if it's, um, something small, like just putting, uh, um, you know, something together that you think is insignificant. If you look down the road a little bit and, and see where that, whose life that can, whose life that can affect, whose life that can improve or, um, how it's going to improve your life or help your goal or help your business out. If you can think about the bigger picture, a lot of the time you can get more passionate about what you're doing and you can get more involved um, and, and cut out like sort of that procrastination mind where you, um, where you want to kind of drift off and go into social media or, or check your phone or check some other tabs or, you know, um, just take a break from what you're doing. So that's number five. Number six is break down your work into shorter segments. Um, I think it was Tim Ferriss who said that we work best on like, um, 20 minutes of work and then taking like a couple minutes break and then going back to it because our mind can only focus on a topic for like 20 minutes. I don't know if I 100% agree with that uh, sort of um, breakdown of time, but I do agree with ch um, putting things into chunks. And I, I do agree with not doing it all at once because we can't focus. Our mind simply can't focus on one topic for too long. So I, I, I agree with just breaking a, a large task up into small segments and then segmenting it so stick with one task, but then segment it into smaller ones. And if you have to get up for a minute, stretch your legs, go back to it um, and, and then get it done from there. And then the seventh one, which is sort of related to this is um, don't try to do a week's worth of work in one day. So when you write out your schedule, for instance, I'm um, going back to that first step, 
don't write out a week's worth of things that you can do in one day. Write out things or stick to things that you know you can get done um, that's not too much of a workload for you where you're going to think you're going to get overwhelmed by it and think you can't do it because it's so much stuff to do. So have realistic goals of what you can do and then stick to those goals of, of actually getting them done because you know you can and it's not overwhelming. Okay, well, that's that's a, a very good list and plan. Thank you. And you, you've made everyone's life more efficient because the next question that I would have normally asked would be, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? But you've just given us seven. <laughs> thank you very much. So, Justin, right, thank, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, so we'll have links to the show. Is there anything, is there anything specifically that you'd like to direct people's attention to? Uh, well, I'm coming. I don't know what time when this uh, show is going to be released, but I'm coming out with a new podcast December 5th. Uh, if you guys want to check it out and subscribe to the show, it's going to be called the Justin Stenstrom Show. So it's an offshoot of the Elite Man podcast where we talk, where we have all these, you know, great guests talking about some of their, um, you know, best experiences and advice. But uh, it's a little bit different in the uh, sort of setup of it is a little different where we talk more about their backstory and kind of how they got to their place. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, you know, it's the Justin Stenstrom show on iTunes and it's coming December 5th. So I appreciate that, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Justin. Hey, thanks a lot, Ari and Nick. I appreciate it guys.